Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Listen, what is said in this podcast stays in this podcast. And I am being dead ass. So that being said, do not DM us. Just don't. Don't DM us. Today's mini massacre. We're getting really, really, really fucking personal. Don't cancel us. But we have some things to confess. Listen. Today, Charade the Slayer, Zero Gravity, and Brother Ghoulish are going to be showing our soft white underbelly. Don't cancel us, but I'm going to go first. Don't cancel me, but I really fuck with Lars Von Trier and also Rob Zombie. (laughs) You know what, Lars? I can follow you with Rob. You on your own, but I respect you. (laughs) They're like, okay, one is definitely worse than the other. In, in different in, in different ways okay right so Lars von Trier is literally a fucking Nazi I don't this is a little argument online that's like he's not a Nazi like he's a Nazi apologist mm. I don't give a fuck if you're a Nazi apologist that that means that you're a Nazi um at least in my brain um but yo yep. like he's definitely a Nazi he it, it was like a panel that I saw that he was like I I understand or not I I identify he's like I understand Adolf Hitler I understand him is he yeah. running for office mm-hmm. what is what is happening <laughs> Lars <laughs> 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 so that makes him a shitty person, right? Okay, but his art, I don't know. It's pretty gruesome and like wild and I really mess with it. Rob Zombie, on the other hand, he, I feel like, give it like 10 years and I feel like the public might might join us in the sense that like Rob Zombie is like not all that. Personally, for a very long time, he was kind of like my scapegoat, right? Because I don't mess with Eli Roth. Um, I, I don't mess really with Jason Blum as a person. Um, his, his production is different. Um, I don't mess with Jason Blum as a person and, uh, Timmy Burton. We already know how we all feel about Timmy Burton. So my, my counter, my, my, my counter argument was, yo, look at Rob Zombie, right? Like he makes fucked up movies for the masses 
He creates what he wants to see. And he's so in love with his wife. He just says, yo, my wife is so hot. And you're going to know that my wife is hot. And, you know, I feel like that's kind of goals. And I, I appreciate the, uh, the sexualization of his wife, but like in a reverse psychology type of way, like I know my wife is hot, so you're going to see it too. And I appreciate her. Um, and I fuck with that, but then Sherry moon zombie, like was kind of on some weird shit. Uh, I think it was last year. She like was posting Confederate flags and stuff. And now ever since then, like every time I watch his movies, like I just kind of peep a Confederate flag in the corner and I'm like, Oh, I didn't. I didn't see that the first 37 times. Uh, but been, okay. I had been saying he gives me big Confederate energy. And then Sherry Moon was like, let me confirm. And I was like, Sherry, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> let me confirm. But listen, I really like his movies though. I like his movies and like, I need to be quiet about it now. Like I've always been quiet about how I feel about Lars von Trier movies. Um, because that's just. There's literally no coming back from that. Dude said, I understand Hitler. Like, that's wild. That's wild. You, that's not a statement that you come back from. But Sherry Moon Zombie with her, made me, oh. And also it was recent. It was very recent that she said that. <sighs> yeah. And you just go back and watch the movies now and there's like mad evidence. And uh, also his music career is like. It's just straight up rockabilly. So like there's breadcrumbs and I just was willfully ignoring them. So now I have to choose to be quieter about Rob Zombie because I used to be the fan that was like, yeah, Rob Zombie's Halloween. I do. I own it. Love that movie. I think it's great. But now I need to slower my voice a little bit. Every time I think of him, I think of Lords of Salem when he put her in the wig of locks. And I was like, well, this is a hate crime we open in this movie with. Where can we hey, go yo. from here? Look. <laughs> and you I can just argue, like, it's an aesthetic, though. Like, his aesthetic is dirty and, like, dirty listen. hillbilly. Listen, <laughs> listen. That's not how he feels. It's just a vibe. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a vibe. It's not the real him. Mm. No, I, you know what? Mm-mm. <laughs> it's tricky, right? Because. I liked a lot of Rob Zombie's music growing up or whatever, just admittedly. And then when I saw the Halloween, same difference. Like, I was like, oh, yes. But it's like you said, every single year, that voice gets lower and lower. And I don't mm-hmm. I don't know where it's going. Like, I'm, it's it's fully given in a couple years. It's just the whole voice is just going to be ousted together. Because, it, totally. you know, I, I think something's going to come out. But I didn't peep that Confederate flag, T. Um, that every is movie. disturbing. Every Yo, she posts that shit on her Instagram. She did. Like, she just straight up posted a full flag. Yeah, that's what it was about. And she was like, yeah, go America. And everyone was like, girl, take this down. I think think my tea is I miss Storyteller. So, like, I didn't know that Sherry, like, I didn't know Sherry was his wife or whatever when I used to, like, watch everything. Uh So, when I met the nucleus and i started figuring out t i'm like oh like you said like oh he's just putting his wife up you know i want i want to be treated like this i want to be on that so i understand but hot trophy wife totally yeah i want that you know i want my tramp stamp to say emilio like you know yeah, I, I want yeah. those vibes, but, <laughs> so I, you know i was okay but, but, but then this, this confederate flag thing 
I can almost, it's so funny when people tell me that people are still using Confederate flags and stuff, I can already hear the argument of like, well, it's there, it's our tradition. It's not this. And I'm like, it's trash. Let it go. And y'all lost. So if your tradition <clears throat> is racism and losing, you should rethink your stance. Like that's just that's yeah, that's a hard like drag race, but don't take it out on us. Like Right? What? <laughs> <laughs> um my my first thing that I hope you don't cancel me for Ooh. is I know Josh Weed needs us to know he's the worst. I know that there is so much evidence on top of him doing interviews to be like, no, it is I. <laughs> ha ha, 12 mustache. But like, I, I miss Buffy. I've given her up for four years and I miss her every day. And I'm probably going to get back in that yearly marathon and just not tweet about it. Um, <laughs> I am. Buffy ain't do nothing to nobody. I I can personally say, especially because I'll be watching Buffy reruns, um, mm-hmm. that if you, if you watch Buffy, like you're not getting no judgment over here because that hush episode happened and they had a fan for life. Listen, that was a moment. Also, there's a Buffy tarot deck coming out, and I got to get that. He's not getting any of the money. I double checked. He's not getting any of the money. I don't ask questions, but he's not being paid, so I can have it. But I just won't be putting those on my stories and things out. The art looks like, so good. Please, Xander's the fool. You know that deck is right. You know I didn't know right. Xander was going to be the fool. That's perfect. Xander's if, the fool. Wait, does this mean the Dark Willow is going to be? <gasps> you know I need that. You know I need that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't blame you. No shame. No, no shame over here. No. Yeah. No, like I. You know what? Sometimes the devil. Sometimes the devil does a thing. Um, and unfortunately, Buffy, Angel, and Cabin in the Woods are the th- things that devil did. And so, I don't did know. You, did you see the art for the devil? Because maybe they can use Joss Whedon for that um art. Um, that's why they haven't revealed it yet. Because it's just a picture of him <laughs> in his office. <laughs> <laughs> It <laughs> ain't got a word on it. You, you just know already it's the devil because he keeps talking. And then the uh, the tower card is is the uh, deadline article reporting all the. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the guy from the DC universe with the receipts and Gal Gadot behind him, just like. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no. I I feel like that's like very it. safe. That's very that's very safe. I don't think anyone is gonna cancel you for that. I it just feels weird because I am always that bitch that's like I can't do this. I can't fuck with this no more. And for, I'm not gonna lie. For four years, I was like I can't fuck with this no more. But it's been too long. Like the other night, I had my Buffy episodes mixed up because I was looking for the one with Pedro Pascal, and he's in season four. And I know that, but I was like season one or two. It was Whoa, season four. The I didn't know I that. This who did he play? He was in the freshman that episode, the soft reboot in college. He was the guy that Buffy met on the like walk, and then she's like, "Stay safe out there," and he gets snatched by vampires immediately. I am going to watch that right after we get Listen. canceled for this episode because I I, <laughs> I, I, I was a Buffy stand account. Like I knew Buffy like beginning to end because I would marathon it every year. Like if you gave me a screenshot, I could tell from the outfit which episode it was. I could tell you the guest stars. And I kind of miss being a kind of a nerd, and I've not gotten to nerd out like that about something else. Yeah. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, I'm going to get back in there and just be quiet about it. What? <laughs> yeah, because um, Pedro Pascal is... <sighs> look at Daddy. Won't he do it? Look at Daddy. Look, I, there might he be will. one next to Emilio's tramp stamp for Pedro. No. So it goes Emilio no. and Pedro. He's 47 oh. years old, and he looking like Daddy. And that's all I got to say about that. 
because I'm a lot of people who is not 47 yet looking older. And My I'm like, Pedro, coming in panorama, okay? Listen, listen <laughs> no, I, I'm trying to put out the rest of the harem for a weekend and just have him and Joseph Quinn as a sandwich. Like, I. <laughs> Oh, everybody else like the weekend off. <laughs> I'm a stretch. Now, like, <laughs> look, baby, I'm putting a punch card next to the bed. Okay, let me start. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I'm, oh I'm, my I'm, god, you gotta pad the headboard. I'm a. This <laughs> is why. Down. This is why I usually stay dehydrated because right now I'm fully hydrated and it's just <laughs> it's just getting out of control. I have been thirsty because this is the last of us is the first time me and Pedro could hang out for more than like a random one-off because I don't do Star Wars. Um, so like I see him pop up in my stuff and I'm like, ooh, I like when you're around. And he's like, see you next time, honey. Wink. And I'm oh. like, you will. Um, I'm still not. No, you can't slide that in there. I am not convinced that you are not a Star Wars fan because that episode, when I was editing it, Sheree, it sounds like you know a couple of things. Listen, Uh-oh. everybody has I, I have a memory. I have a memory. Mm-hmm. She said, I don't remember what episode it was. But she said, I Gray have Goose, never yeah. seen a Star War. What is a Star? I have never seen a Star War. I remember it. This One is. of the listeners can, can, can send me but the receipts because I know what happened. Episode, baby. She hit three or four of them babies. I was this like, is. I don't know. I'm a pop culture maven. I have to know about the things, but I'm gonna watch them. That's too much math in the Star Wars universe. I can't do it. I was homeschooled. Like I can't do math. Like, it is tell me you're a fucking. Movies. Tell me you're a content creator in horror without telling me you're a content creator in horror. <laughs> I've never seen a Star Wars, but I gotta pretend like I do. Listen, I'm it's really right good here. at it. It's hard. <laughs> I'm like, that's right. I know about that movie. No, no. <laughs> I will host that panel. <laughs> See, now you talking a little too much right now. You, look, let me do mine. It is time. Let me get a spark notes. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Um, y'all know this already because I told y'all. Um, and y'all be recording with me, but um, I own a lot of Timmy Burton uh pajamas. But let me explain, Ooh. and I'm not throwing them away. They're very comfortable, no. so. It is what it is. But um, let me tell you something. I didn't know about Uncle Timmy when they were gifted to me. Okay, that's not fully true. We have to be, we have to come clean. The first set, I didn't know. The second set, we're just, they're just giving cuteness. So mm. it's like a fleece material. It's like really warm. Um, oh, that changes he, everything. And to be fair, he can't I, I see thought, you in I thought them you because he can't see my people it. in his stuff. So he can't see you in them. He doesn't know. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, these are going to have to keep me warm when everyone abandons me for wearing this trash. I'm like literally constantly wearing the Jack Skellington ones. Okay, I, I, my next question was going to be, what movie? So Nightmare, all Before, Nightmare Christmas. Before Christmas. All of them. That's I. I will happily let that slide. Happily. That makes that, you feel better. That's the one movie that hurts me because, like everything else, I can give up because, like Johnny Depp canceled himself and he's in everything else he did. But that's the one without Johnny Depp. And I'm like, but I, I want it. And whenever I want it, I'm like, oh, but Oogie Boogie is the closest to a black person he's ever had. Okay. I'm going to go cry in the corner. <laughs> no Yo, is Oogie Boogie black? Oh, th- which one's going to do it, Sheree? You or me? You do it. You got better receipts than me on it. Because you Baby. might be <laughs> Baby. <laughs> Oogie Boogie is um, a slur for like, well, it's a it broken down, obviously, for black men in the South. That's one. Two, it is proved that 
he was warned about this on set. I don't care. <gasps> three, <laughs> three. <laughs> the woman who warned him, she's the one that because she's on our side, you know, like she's she's about you know socially consciousness and awareness. She's the one that when you look up the articles about it and stuff, that she's the one that's talking about what happened behind the scenes with this character, which is that it was perceived as this racist caricature. He didn't give a fuck. Didn't care. Mm-mm. Wow. Yeah. I would like to say that I'm surprised, but I'm not. Just the tea is like really hot. That burned me. <gasps> Damn. So he's not even like. I'm looking for the article right, for remember, you, by the way, like... while we're talking. Yes, please. I would love I to see you. it. I feel like a lot of like oh, my that... adolescence was like realizing which fictional characters were and were not black, like as I'm imagining them, like as a child. And like after hearing this story, like that's not even a win. It's not even a win anymore. That oh my god. There's I'm no upset. winning with Timmy Burton. There's no winning. <laughs> Only Very, just various <laughs> degrees of losing. <laughs> only yes. Zool. Only that Zool. was a large loss. <laughs> For yeah. all the small losses that we've had in the Timmy Burton fandom, like th- this is a huge L. Damn. That's he, got some weight to it. Here we go. Her name, just for your reference, she was one of the screenwriters, so it'll sound familiar. Instantly was Carolyn Thompson. And she even said to him, we shouldn't even go with this way that you're making him look because it looks like a clan hood like that he's wearing, but I don't care. Yo, I am fucked up right now. Are you? Oh my god! Screenwriter is like, yo, change this shit. And he's like, yeah, that meme care. of Captain America. It's like, mm, I, I don't think I will. <gasps> While we're so inverted him, I also want to go on record. As recently, Henry Selick has been saying, y'all could call him that Tim Burton's movie, but like, um, I'm the animator. Why? Why don't Period. we talk about it? Thank you. I, I yeah. Why don't? Why yes. don't we talk about that? Henry Selick is for the people. Also, Henry Selick has some very, very fucking unusual ties to the the growth of p- black punk music, like so random. And I, I learned this it. when I went to um, Wendell Wild panel. At, yeah, the Wendell and Wild panel at New York Comic Con, and Henry Henry Selick was there, and somebody in the audience or the moderator, I can't remember. But brought up, you know, what what kind of importance does the music play in Wendell and Wild? And then he goes on about his history and his involvement in black punk, like doing music videos for like independent punk black artists, which is like the coolest fucking thing. So yeah, let's continue on with that. Henry Selleck's Nightmare Before Christmas, period. I like that. And it, it means that those those pajamas won't be the only thing keeping me warm then. So I'm right. I'm going so with this. consider it like a Henry Selleck PJ character yeah. Yeah. thing. Not I love it. You're not canceled for that one. In in my book. Maybe there's like mm. I don't know. Please go easy on my homie. Please. Right. right. But I got rid of my Oogie Boogie plushie that I had from back in the- I got rid of that. I mean, because easy. I'm once like, you oh. know. Once yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's a terrible taste in your mouth. I can't believe that I just heard that, honestly. Actually, I can, but yeah. I'm disappointed. I'm just always disappointed when it comes to Timmy. I always have been deep down, because I'm like, what's going on with your hair? You have money, man. Um, but then <laughs> oh, I- my- <laughs> Facts. But then also he raises underneath that. And I'm like, you can't do that hair and racism. You got to pick or choose. And he's like, I have money. 
Sheree, you cracked something. Because think about it. The dude that played Kramer, whose hair looks similar, was also revealed to be a racist. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. If their hair ain't right, they ain't all right when it comes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my goodness. Listen, listen. Look, that hairstyle is a dog whistle, baby. It's it's pulling all the Klansmen. All okay? the white men in my hair, That's how they see each other. All the white men in my hair, I'm got to comb. Just saying, just saying. You part that hair as a midnight sun right on the scalp. Right <laughs> <on> the scalp. <laughs> <laughs> So you got to read between the lines. Listen, like Rob Zombie, never seen a comb. You know what that means? Oh, well, true. He that man has never seen a comb. Listen, it's never. giving to pay though. It's Is giving it? a wig from the dollar store mm-hmm. in Hill. Like it's. Oh, <laughs> that hurt me. I felt offended. Listen. I just turned around to smack somebody and nobody. <laughs> but you ain't lying though. Yo, I can't. All right, so I just Googled Rob Zombie 2022. Uh-oh. This man is always wearing a cowboy hat. How am I supposed to know if it's... But that's, that's a tell. I've never seen that's him or Kid Rock in the same room. I'm screaming. <laughs> now, hold a minute, because Kid Rock also told on himself recently Dude. when he was talking shit about Beyonce. Listen, he should put his picture away, because we Nicole today... <laughs> how did we end up in this nexus of just shitty ass racist people oh oh yeah because like we started with tim burton and then it went what kramer we threw kramer in there oh yeah we got kramer in there um it's a domino effect because once you pop you can't stop and so you just (laughs) it's a new episode (laughs) don't cancel me but also we need to talk about these white men who ain't getting canceled Damn. I can't. We didn't, we've only gotten through one rotation. We've only gotten through one. This we might be a five-part. This might be a five-part mini massacre. <laughs> All right, my my second. Do not cancel me, but this one's kind of heavy. Maybe I, I'm I'm feeling um I'm feeling nervous. I feel like I might need to take this shit back. Oh, I can't take it back now. It's already too late. I already typed it out. The big three are overrated. It doesn't matter who your big three are. They're overrated. Just the big three, period. Freddie, Michael, Jason is usually like the go-to. They're all overrated. And um, I I personally believe that we should lay them to rest. You know what? I will say this. because Go ahead and agree with me. I know you're going to agree. Do it, please. Off first blush, I don't. However, I am willing to discuss this with you. And I'm explaining to you why. I call myself being Cheke. And I posted a TikTok, like, basically being like, Sydney's not, the, the, the undertone is, Sydney's not going to be in this new scream. And they're trying to distract you with this Kirby thing. What, and no one came at me, per se, right? But they were definitely like, Kirby is the moment. Kirby is this. This Sydney is played out, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, am I the old? Do I need to relook <laughs> at the way that I, because th- it, it blew my mind. Because I've always seen horror, like what you're describing, like the top. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Threes and stuff like this. Maybe a lot of the stuff does need to be called to look at. Like, is it really hype train in a world that has diversified beyond that now because of how big horror has become. That mm-hmm. is a, a damn good take. It's hot, though. I mean, someone's going to get upset. It's like, hot. As I literally sit here wearing a Scream necklace. Listen. I mean, you're not saying you don't love it, though. Like, it's different. No, you're I just, do. Yeah. I, I do yeah. love Scream. And honestly, all right, maybe I don't love Scream. I but I like say. Scream. <laughs> ah, you're going to catch me lying on the podcast. There she go again. I'm like, roll the tape, Ryan. Roll the tape. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> i i really appreciate scream and that first movie is just like straight up iconic but obviously i'm a fan of just the genre so i've seen all the screams it does sleep on kirby though i love kirby i think she's great um but is it time to retire probably and everyone you know the the common argument or complaint these days and not even just hard like anything like, oh, we don't have any new original stories. There's nobody's making new original stories anymore because everyone just wants to reboot something. And I agree and disagree with that. I do think that we should lay these old franchises to rest because that's obviously where the big money is. But then, like, when we have original stories that do come out, because they do still come out, y'all just not paying attention because you're distracted by Friday the 13th, part 24. That's the reason why you didn't realize that there are a shit ton of independent, new, fresh stories that you have not seen yet that are could be worthy of their own franchises, but you're just so stuck on the 80s, you're not noticing it, and now you're causing a scene on fucking Twitter. I was just talking to one of my coworkers literally yesterday about Wreck-It Ralph and Big Hero 6. Two original stories that are new. And those movies, we're talking about animation yesterday, but those movies are amazing. So stop it with the whole, like, you know, y'all are even trying a new story, something new, something fresh. They're there. But it's kind of your responsibility if you're going to be like a film buff to check out these new stories and see what's up. Because the masses are just going to see, oh, Scream, I was there in 
1998 <laughs> like and i'm back again i mean obviously it's gonna get the ticket but it's like how original can we get with reboots and i'm not shitting on reboots either personally i love them and i think it's great to like spin older legacy characters into something that like new fans can digest easier without being like oh it's from the 80s like that's so old you know what i mean yeah but i'm a little bored and i know that new line is doing friday the 13th now they got the yeah that's happening but it's also brian fuller right that's, That's just it, because Brian Fuller has the prequel on Peacock, but like New Line and Sean Cunningham are also going to do a movie, and I'm like, uh, you bold as fuck to continue that Jason line when you got Daddy Fuller over here about to give us the things. Like, I would be like, mm, I, I fucked around too late. I got to wait for Brian to be done, and I'll come back to my property. Like, <laughs> I mean, he is certainly a powerhouse, but yeah, yeah. and as a Okay, listen, I'm very easy to shop for. Like, if it's my birthday or Christmas or something, like, all my friends know exactly what to get me because I'm the scary girl, right? The amount of fucking Jason Voorhees scream and Michael Myers shit that I have in my house is insane because that's all you people know, which I'm not dogging you for that. But, like, let's create some new legacy characters because these guys are geriatrics at this point. <laughs> and we need to let that shit go before it turns into a walking dead situation. And we have 3,000 episodes of of mid, essentially. And then all you have to do is complain about it later. Which is like kind of how Friday the 13th was going on. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of Friday the 13th. There's, there's a lot. And I've seen them all. And they're all kind of mid. Maybe after three, but you know what I mean? I like the first two movies and I have a fond place in my heart for the first one with Corey Feldman. Mm -hmm. But like, that don't mean that's a great movie. It just means I saw it when I had a crush on Corey Feldman as a child. And it's one of the few that tried after the first two. It does not mean that it should be up for Oscars and we should be like holding on to it forever. I think that what happens with a lot of these properties is we see them when we're too young, like we all did, and we have those memories and we can't detach our memories and our feels we had the first time we saw it from what it is. Cause like, like you said, a lot of this is mid. I, y'all know I have a West Craven Stan account, but also like, I don't need all of his movies in his resume. I'm sure he learned stuff from them to give me the things I love. <laughs> but like, he also made some movies to pay rent. Word. And even he said that, like you're on, yeah, that's 100% yeah. true, yeah. We got people Sorry. out here dying on heels. Um, and I'm just like, name five movies from this person you like. Cause again, like we we owe John Carpenter the thing, we owe John Carpenter the original Halloween, but he also did vampires. Word. Yeah. Even, even <laughs> Atlas shrugged, you know. I would just love if we were to take like 40% of our eggs out of the Freddie, Michael, Jason, Ghostface, like take them out of those baskets and put them into Megan and put them into Gabriel and put them into whoever is like new and coming up and hasn't seen the screen yet. You know what I mean? Like, let's diversify a little bit. I'm tired of seeing Ghostface trip on nothing. Like, (laughs) how much more inventive can it be? Ghostface falls more than I do, and I'm just like, "What are you drinking, girl?" Because I- 
<laughs> I like your hot take. I don't really have much to add on to it because y'all just like, like, Mwah. but, oh, wait, for everyone who can't see me clearly, I took my fingers in chef style and just kind of went up in the air. But my, my um complaint for them has been masked because like, like I said, at first blush, I'm like, I don't agree in all this, but in reality, I complain about it by way all the time because I say things like, I'm tired of new filmmakers, especially when it's someone who their personal experience can actually show us something different in the genre. When they say, I'm trying to be the new, like Stephen King, or I'm trying to do the new Scream or the new Halloween, because what it does sometimes, unfortunately, is it kind of robs us of an authentic new voice and experience. Like you're trying to be like, that's the problem with just blindly consecrating anything. Yeah, I think sometimes people are just afraid to venture out and do something different. They try to stay in the guidelines. And then I think like Scream has made that harder because like I feel like when I first watched Scream, part of what I liked about it was that it was kind of referencing all of this material in the genre. Like that was fresh at that time in 1996 to 2000, whatever. But at a certain point, all the other movies referencing that, it's like a copy of a copy of a copy. So then it starts to feel diluted. It's like the Simulcra referencing the Simulcra. Like, where is the true Simulcra nowadays? But I think, yeah, so my complaint has been masked this entire time. And I and I, I have to say, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's not going to stop me from watching Scream 2 as a comfort film like I constantly oh, do. It's not going to stop not. me from watching the Friday the 13th just randomly every year, like all the way through, because they put them up on these different streamers because they're fun. But... Even me saying that, I'm acknowledging that these sequels aren't good. They're fun. I I even just said it. You know, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to watch it because it's fun. I mean, no, Scream 2 is good. That's not what I'm saying. But That's one of my things is that, like, we've forgotten how to have fun, um, which is why everything is now trauma-informed. And so, like, we have to have the format of opens with trauma. Somebody's got to die on screen so this person's depressed, and now we can go forward with the movie. As opposed to us just having fucking fun, which is why I go up for Megan, I go up for Malignant, and I go up for these other movies that are like, hey, we can have fun. Um, I guess I guess my next don't cancel me is that I think that I am tired of horror fans. Hear me out. Here's where I'm going. <laughs> we, I'm listening. Yeah. We unfortunately are in this vacuum of people who are gatekeeping the fun. And so like when you try and like go, but the but the umbrella is bigger than just horror, They're like, no, no, this is sci-fi. Nope. Aliens. Um, I'm like, but Frankenstein was the first <laughs> horror show, and it's like they literally created a fucking monster. No, no, it's not horror. Um, the horror goalpost changes depending on which white man is louder, and so <laughs> I'm tired of horror fans falling for that shit. Like, again, our umbrella is one of the biggest. We can do anything under this umbrella. You want to put some sci-fi under there, some thrillers under there? Yeah. You want to do like a horror musical? Yeah. You want to do a horror romance? I'm not going to see it, but I know you under there. I got you. Um, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> and, yet, and yet, the horror fans are always like, it's not horror because it's not scary. Most of the movies yeah. aren't scary, y'all. Most of them are scary. That's why we watch them as kids and we're here today fine. Like, <laughs> you have to stop being like, I don't like it, so it ain't horror. Because if I play that game, nothing from last year would be horror so either yeah. I, under the umbrella or under the umbrella but stop gatekeeping and stop being like i ain't got no imagination so none of y'all should either and whine on the internet 
That's my thought. You, and you call yourself mm. a fan. Listen. Mm. Again, again, horror fans like to be like, it's name brand, so I have to love it. Um, and when somebody else does something and they happen to be black or Asian, because like everything, everywhere, all at once, that's sci-fi, y'all. So it's under the umbrella. I'm sorry, you got to make room for Asian people. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> people are like, it's not horror. Literally, this woman's coming to grips with different versions of herself from different timelines and universes. How is that not sci-fi? How is that not under your umbrella? There, what? there's it, it. It's silly because how how are you telling me what is or isn't horror when, child, I'm exhausted. Like I'm with you. That was a good one, right? Because if you can sit here and be like, Pearl is horror, and she killed three people with a pitchfork, and it was like, nah, I didn't get cast. Then you can make room for everything, every role at once, and nope, and you can go about your day. <laughs> I'm not taking any more comments, questions, concerns. But if you unpack it, like if you dig into the girls who act like that, it gets down to what you were talking about. A lot of people, oh, it didn't scare me. So I don't see it. That's typically where mm, it's coming mm-hmm. from. When you like that girl that I bring up on here all the time who told me the scream isn't a horror movie. And I'm mm-hmm. like, just because something doesn't scare you doesn't mean one that it doesn't scare other people. But even if it didn't, it still can be horror. We have all these people who are out here staying in horror comedies, which are never scary. I've never seen a horror comedy scare anybody. Um, but like, again, when it's like people who are not white and not male and not cis, then it's like, it's not a horror movie. Yeah. It ain't scary. I'm not scared. I'm like, what does scare you? Because like, again, I've been watching horror movies since I was five and most of them have never scared me. But mm. like, yeah, I same. don't. I don't use that to discredit them. I'm not just like, it didn't scare me. So no. it's a scary movie. I'm a scary bitch. They're welcome. I watched it. <laughs> I I don't know when the criteria changed to like what is or isn't a horror movie. But all these, you're right. Like all these people who are very firm on their definitions of what is and isn't a horror movie, like, and that makes a lot of sense now that you say it ghoulish. Like, if if they, oh, I didn't find it scary. Therefore, how can this be horror? But I would encourage, I mean, not that any of our listeners feel that way. Because we have great listeners. And they just, we the do, girls though. get it. Okay? We no, we do. But, you know, if if you were to just, like, pick, like, if you were to leave your body, pick yourself <laughs> up, and put yourself in the middle of Jurassic Park, you are lying to my fucking face if you're telling me that you would not be scared in an environment with literal fucking dinosaurs. Please. Please. That's another um, one. That's another yeah. one. They're like, that's not a horror. And I'm like... Okay, uh-huh. so could you do it? Could Listen. you do it? Could you survive Jurassic Park without crying or feeling worried or nervous at all? Tell me that to my they face. They would shit themselves the moment they saw a philosopher. Who wouldn't? I'm shitting myself thinking about it right now. My poor trans flattered. I cannot. No, we we love we love Grandpa Gooey, but also most of his shit is sci-fi. So if you can like make space for him under the umbrella, why can't you make space for people who are not cis white men? Hmm. You did that because I've never seen someone try to say that anything that Cronenberg has made is not hard. That is a that's Listen, a good one. That's spicy. They yeah. tell on themselves every tweet, and I'm like, I'm keeping screenshots just so you're aware. Look, <laughs> that dossier mm. game bussing, baby. Okay, Listen, this burn book is thicker than a phone book. What? <laughs> I'm just saying. 
I got a phone book in the mail today. I did not Ooh. know they still existed. I thought a yellow pages. But nah, you can, you have not we... woken up yet. No. You you still in the movie. There is a yellow pages in this house in 2023. That's haunted. You need to give Cursed. it yeah. <laughs> burning it. My cancellation is different. I've never seen Love and Basketball. And when people <laughs> talk about it, I actually it. nod because like it people love this movie like mm-hmm. never seen it i saw parts of it i just i'm not here for her begging him to stay with her mm-hmm. as and playing ball for his love i'm just like as a five-year-old feminist no and i just like i just left i pray that certain people don't hear this specific episode because i yeah the girls who are suggesting it to me Wait, suggesting in what year are they suggesting it to you? Just when they find out like that, I haven't seen it. Like for people who, mm. you know what I mean? Like just oh, like mm. it's literally my well, favorite movie, or like this is I, I would want say love to be and stuff like that. And I'm like, mm. those people should rewatch Love and Basketball in the year of our Lord, Akila Cooper, 2023. <laughs> Listen. Because they clearly haven't seen it. I mean, it hit, it hit back in the day, but like back in the day was like literally. 20 plus years ago. Like this movie came out. I just Googled it. This movie came out in 2000. Oh like, God, and it is very, very, very 2000s. So they, they didn't remember correctly. It's, I mean, it's, it's an iconic moment for um, brown people in cinema, but like, I, I wouldn't that, suggest you watch it now. I think that's part that of better. it. Because again, like representation is not real because we don't ever see ourselves. And so I think sometimes we want to like a thing, even though it's shit. And instead of being like, mm. I want to like it because I see people who like me in there and put that disclaimer on it, they're just like, no, you need to love it. It's great. And you can't say nothing bad about it. And I'm like, bitch, I'm looking at it. That, that's not how it. growth happens. It's not. You have to ask for more because, like, we'll keep getting shitty movies. I'm going to sit through them because y'all just like, it's like, we're going to like it. I'm like, no, that's not what I said, King of mm. Bears. That's not what I said. Um, I, said, <laughs> I will try it and I will evaluate it. Um, I'm not gonna be like it's black people, like I love it. I don't love the reading. Yeah, no. Can I say something on that real quick? Because <laughs> there might be never another opportunity to say this. Mm-hmm. I learned this from a workforce program I was in Uh-oh. a long time ago. Y'all know I've had many lives. <clears throat> Smoke cigarette. Um <laughs> feedback is a gift. Someone told me this. It was like someone who I respected, like who was much older than me. The thing is, if you don't see the value in someone giving you feedback about the things that you're working on and stuff, then you get stuck because like you're you're stuck in your own experience and there's no shame in that. The shame is in not accepting that when I'm telling you feedback, it's not easy for me to, to begin with. But it's also because I actually believe that this feedback can make you get better. It's a gift. But so even when we are supporting one another and stuff, it's a beautiful thing. But, you know, if you don't want to say it publicly, I can understand that because you don't want to stop a person of color from getting to their bag. I operate very similarly, but definitely don't at the same token go up for something that doesn't deserve that from your authentic experience, because that's just as damaging. It's going to Mm -hmm. perpetuate a lot of the stuff that we need to get away from in order for our art to elevate. That's facts. We in a lot of the same group chats. Yeah, I know I ain't fucking with a lot of people, um, but I don't say it publicly because I'm not going to fuck up nobody's bag who's black and brown. And so mm-hmm. I'm just like, am I going to go see that movie? Oh, hell no. <laughs> but like, I'm not going to be like out on the main being like, y'all go see it. I don't like his movies because they need it. 
I'm gonna let people go and experience it and come back and say it's me themselves because give them the coins. Yeah, Word. yeah, especially because yeah. those coins can help them possibly get into different rooms and situations to better themselves, like get into a workshop, go to a retreat, take a couple classes, whatever, buy resources, materials, but let them know that you fucked up. Mm-hmm. Listen, listen, don't ball out with this growth. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's a nice pun. Don't ball out. <laughs> Loving basketball. I'm gonna play you for your love. What I didn't mean to do it, but you know what? When the spirit, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. did. Yes, you did. Shh. Let it happen. Not, not you just like you just nice like that. Yes, right. yes. No, <laughs> um, but in all serious, no. I mean, if, if you want to fuck around and find out, it's for free on Tubi. But that's just say something. I'm, I'm okay. Already. I'm alright. I mean, it's fine. You're not. You're not missing nothing. Like. The only reason I feel like people feel so strongly about love and basketball is because it was just kind of a moment and we were all there at the same time. Not because it's like groundbreaking and it ages well because it certainly doesn't. It was never going to be for me because the title is literally love and basketball and I'm not here for either of those. Um, (laughs) So... I was going to be an outskirts no matter what. I just Yo, found I, out what a layup was like last week. <laughs> so. like, I had a quick NBA phase for Allen Iverson when I was a child, but after that, I didn't need to go back. Like, I was like, I got what I needed from that. Thanks. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then my barber was fully trying to talk to me about sports. And I said, Sir. Oh, I thought you were going to say like this. I was like, Sir. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Have you seen Bar? Have you seen Barbarian? <laughs> like, seen- <laughs> like, please. No. Have you seen Megan? <laughs> right. Exactly. Have you seen Megan? Listen. <laughs> oh my God. Have you seen Pearl? <laughs> Talk quick. I'm a star. <laughs> like, no, bro. You got to see the scene. Taking out my phone. Like, oh shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh my lord! So we survived the episode, y'all. Should I take it to the bridge, or should we, you know, throw some uh, tender wood on this flame that's going to go up after we hit? Uh, <laughs> on this. I'm putting this date in my calendar. So when it's up, I ain't on my phone. Uh, I'm gonna just go ahead and leave the social medias. I'm gonna be like literally sitting at my desk, like Marge at the bread shop. You know. <laughs> <Look at this. laughs> I'm gonna close my blinds. I turn my phone off. <laughs> I already keep happen. my blinds closed, baby. They don't nobody know who I'm, uh, who's up in here. Okay. The neighbors across the way be getting a show because, like, I forget and so I just walk around doing shit. I'm like, oh yeah, that's my ass. I should <laughs> pull this down today. What? All right. So you've listened to Blurdy Massacre. If you would like to have a civil conversation with us about some of our points, you can find keyword civil, civil. Keep it, keep it cute or put it on mute. At Blurdy Massacre. <laughs> Look. And um, no, we love y'all. We love y'all. That's why you should give us um five stars and rate us and review us on Spotify and Apple.